Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Oh, hallelujah. It is so good. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Man, I feel like I've missed a whole month. I missed two Sundays with my family, but... It is so good. When we got back, our kids, are, the morning we woke up, we got up Monday. We're supposed to come in Sunday, uh, but uh, flight got delayed out of Florida, and then we missed the flight uh, in Seattle, so we had to fly in the following morning out of Seattle. But we got in and praised the Lord, and I'm just happy to be in the house of the Lord and miss every one of you. I've been praying regularly for you guys, and it's been awesome. But ever since we got in on Monday, the kids are like waking up the next morning because obviously four-hour difference. They're up at four in the morning like, Bob, is it church yet? Yeah, they, they've been asking every morning, is it church yet? And I love that, you know, because that's what happens. You miss, you know, and you're just like just craving the fellowship with one another. And you miss each other. And it's beautiful, beautiful, because the body of Christ is so unified. And there's something special about being in the house of the Lord and the church family, being together. Amen? So I'm just pretty pumped uh, to be here, pretty excited, because uh, this is my home, and God is just doing amazing things. While I'm away, I, I did one of the Sundays, we didn't have a live service, which when Pastor Robert shared, but I heard it was an amazing word. And then the following Sunday, Pastor Mark shared, that was we had that communion, which was last Sunday, right? So... Uh, Kelly and Gloria did the communion, did that amazing job. I was tuning in. I was sitting in Seattle. I mean, not in Seattle. I was sitting in Miami Airport, and I was listening to live stream. I was lagging. I'm like, come on. I want to hear it because I just didn't want to miss anything, you know. Uh, um, but I loved, you know, anytime, you know, you got Kelly or Gloria bringing a communion, everybody knows this is just something so profound and, um, you know, how we need to turn to God, and God will give you power. And I love how Kelly said, not your power, but the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to overcome anything. And then uh, Matt Marzina came up and shared a wonderful word on obedience. It was just wonderful because it went right in line with Pastor Mark's word. Um, and uh, it was just wonderful because Pastor Mark's word gave us how God redeems us in the middle of humanness. And he used that story of King David and Bathsheba, and I love how he, I've never heard of this analysis, but he said it's like Italian opera, you know, like one thing happens and the relationship gets in, um, in a turmoil and things like that, but it's a beautiful story of restoration and redemption, and I actually wanted to highlight some of the stuff today also from David's life, um, but I do believe before I get into the details of my message, I obviously like to preach and teach I know some people laugh about it. What's the difference? Well, teaching, it gives you like how to. And preaching a lot of times is encouraging and uplifting. They'll still have points. But more teaching is a lot of scripture. It could be points involved. And I really like to alternate that to make it into a sandwich, right? Preaching and teaching. Uh, first, I want to open up 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It's a very popular verse. People read that before prayer and things like that. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves... And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Isn't that just wonderful on its own? Isn't that beautiful? It says, if my people. You know, we can put a, a lot of emphasis. Like, if we could only get this present. If we could only do this. 
The scripture says, curse is the man who relies on his flesh or puts, uh, you know, confidence into another man, right? But our strength, our hope is only in the Lord, right? It says, if my people, okay, if my people. So God's people make the greatest impact on our nation, on the communities, on your family. People that pray. And then the first point it points out says, humble yourselves, right? If they humble themselves. Because when you humble yourself, you know, you're like, you know, Lord, we don't know how to, how to do it. On our own human, ex- uh, our, our human expertise, Lord, we trust you. And it says, then we pray and seek his face, right? And then the important aspects of turning away from your wicked ways. And that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, as Kelly mentioned, to overcome that. Then it says the Lord, I will hear from him and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So you have the impact that spreads out and it starts with you and me, right? Body of Christ, if my people pray. That's just an opening passage. Um, I believe we're entering the season where you have to be equipped spiritually. Absolutely. The mnemonic world is on full display. It doesn't take much to know. I mean, like, you'll have, like, these celebrities. You'll have these... Uh, popular people, iconic people that people worship nowadays because it's a form of worship, right? Um, in the middle of concerts, there'll be demonic manifestations. There's people falling uh, in the presence of just whatever this evil presence during those times. We'll see it. It's, we see it on full display. And if you aren't grounded in the Lord, if, you're, if your prayer life is mediocre, uh, it will be hard. It will be hard. And I do believe this is more important than ever for the church to be a praying church, to continuously pray to see God. Amen? Um, And it's very important for us to understand it because Scripture warns us, you know, we have to be cautious. It says, devil walks around roaring like a a lion, seeking who he can devour. And he tries to do that. And surprisingly, nowadays, like never before, you see people that you would not expect come to the Lord. And just celebrities and rappers are coming to know the Lord. And then, and then you see people that were Christian all their life. Like, you know, one of them, I'll use an example, was Joshua Harris, right? Like, wrote so many powerful books. All of a sudden, turns away from God, becomes an atheist. You know? That's, that's, but the scripture warned us about all these things, right? All these things were happen. People are going to, there's going to be a great falling away. A uh, brother will betray a brother. And, and people, even nowadays, that's what they did. Even during the COVID times, people were like, we're turning each other in for those people that were like not masking and other stuff. I mean, there was a glimpses of that happening. Now, I am not afraid in these times because I like to say, if we're made for this time, God trusts us with this time. And God is empowering you. He's saying you are a soldier. You are a man of faith. You're a woman of faith. You're called for this time. And get excited because you know what? When you're moving with the power of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that will scare you. You're not intimidated. You can walk around like Kevin from Home Alone says, I'm not afraid anymore. Amen? So, but it's important to build your spiritual aspect. Amen? And one of the key components of spiritual health is prayer. And I do want to focus that on that today. Um, prayer is essential part of a believer's life. Prayer is a form of communication, right? Just how we communicate with each other. How do we communicate with the Lord? Through prayer. And um, now prayer, how you talk with the Lord, it doesn't need to be like where you're just like, Oh, how thou greatest in thee. The most high, I mean, a lot of these words I don't even know, like, you know, uh, they don't have to be like that. I love uh, one of our carnivore nights, Mark Schmidt brought up a good example. He was like, I like to pray like as if I'm talking, like to you. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's what you do. You can talk to the Lord the way you want it. You can talk in the shower. You can walk, and walk around and pray. 
Um, it's, sometimes it's easier to pray in certain areas. I'll be honest, when you have, in Alaska, in the winter it comes, but you get these wonderful sunsets and sunrises. Did you notice? You're just like, whoa, Lord, you are so good, right? But prayer is our communication. And uh, it says prayer continually. I actually understood the meaning of that because we're saying, do we walk around and always like, Lord, bless me, bless me, or what? Like, it's not like that. Like, your, your thoughts of the Lord how what you do say and think is continuously through the lens of Christ. Your prayerful, your heart is open and prayerful. And when you are, you can spot the things where the Lord is like, hey, pray for somebody or do something nice for somebody or pay for their gas or pay for their groceries. You'll get those kind of hints. You'll be amazed at the avenues that open up for ministry when you're continuously are walking in that prayerful state. Okay? So through prayer, a lot of benefits happen. We receive revelation of God's word because a lot of times I'm reading, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm reading. I, like, I fully don't understand. But when you begin to pray, all of a sudden, one of the things that happens, you, you receive a revelation of God's word. And you're like, wow, this is what this means, right? Um, one of the things that happens to prayer is you will have strength to overcome temptations. It's a very major thing. I dare you, next time you feel temptation, try praying. Like, like just your prayer, all of a sudden, you're like, you feel like, no, that's not right. I'm not going to pray while I'm looking at this or hearing this and things like that. It almost like cuts off the root of just your temptation. So strength to overcome temptation. Prayer aligns you with God's will. Where we think our will and it also allows you to connect with God's will. There's a lot of benefits. But I'll just say one more thing. Prayer allows you to hear the Holy Spirit. What Holy Spirit is saying. Right? So when you're praying, and obviously I've taught on various kinds of types of prayer, but today I think we'll give you such an awesome emphasis where I would say a little bit of a, a template to follow if you want to develop or enhance your prayer life. Uh, and I really love how-to messages because I'm that kind of a person. I like to approach and make a list and say, how do I improve this? How do I do better in this? And today is just an expression of some of the things that I've applied in my own life. Um, Sadly, many people pray only when they're dealing with a need in their life. It happens. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It says, although we are encouraged to do that, right? Uh, to do that, but our need should not be the main reason we communicate with God. Amen? So, um, it's just like continuously, I want to say, and I, I like to use this. I know it's simple analysis, but like in your relationship, whether it's your relationship with your husband or your wife with your children, you have to express your gratitude. Like you tell them you love them. You don't just like walk around and say, well, I told you I love you when I married you, things like that, right? It's continuous evolving, like telling your children you love you, someone say thank you for doing this, and vice versa. So prayer is the main reason how we communicate with God, right? So we express our gratitude. And these, I believe, steps are going to help you out so much. Let me open up with... Um, Colossians 4 to devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Okay? It says devoting yourself to prayer. So it, it requires a commitment. Uh, so God desires to communicate with, uh, with him because he desires a relationship with us, right? It's a two-way street, right? It's not just running to God like, oh, the trouble hit. Lord, I need you. This is great. That's awesome, and I'm glad you're turning to him and not some, something else. Turning to God is very important. He's a help in time of trouble. God is our refuge, amen? 
So, but it's important to just continuously have that flow, just waking up and saying, Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you for my friends, for my, everything you've given me. Anyway, so while I was on vacation, um, I was just in a relaxing mood, you know, because a lot of times you're planning a family vacation. You know how it is. You're just already focused on like, hey, it's going to be a challenge. You want to, especially when you have younger kids, you're like, you got to make sure they're happy, very well fed. When we're flying, I want to make sure they have comfortable seats. You know, you put, stick a pillow so they can sleep, nap without crying. Um, I also discovered there's a reason why on airlines, they all, anybody that travels with kids, they put them in the back of the airplane. And that's a bad thing because technically it happens. They offset each other so loud. One kid starts crying, everybody starts crying. <laughs> but um, anyways, we try to get the seats up front because my kids are angels. They're the best. You know, they never cry. <laughs> no, I, I, I must say, I, I'm very thankful to God. By God's grace, they're doing really good. And I'm very thankful. But this last one, because they had to rebook us, uh, I didn't pay attention. They put us in the last row. Uh, but that's all right. We did well. We had nice noise cancellation headphones, and we had our iPads charged. <laughs> so, um, but while I was on vacation, I really was able not only just focus on, I really enjoyed my time with my family, believe it or not. I, I was able to disconnect, and that was one of the things that I prayed for. I said, Lord, I know the church is in great hands, but one of my prayers was like, Lord, please let it not snow. Please, because I'm responsible for plowing the church. Lord, I just pray because I have no other option right now. Like, I cannot get anybody to snowplow. And guess what? God answered that prayer while I was away. There was no snow. In fact, it got so clear that like almost ground was visible, right? So the Lord answered my prayer. Hallelujah for that. Um, yeah, but while I was on vacation, obviously I ate some good food. I ate a lot of tacos. I love tacos. Um, and under influence of tacos and the Holy Spirit... <laughs> I came up with this teaching. <laughs> I call it Taco's Prayer Method, okay? Now, you might laugh, but that, that, there's something good about it. That's not just good. Somebody's going to have some tacos this Sunday or just wait till Taco Tuesday. Um, I'll explain before you laugh. Um, now, I did not coin this term, Taco's Prayer Method. Uh, the top points, and you'll see what I'm talking about here in a second. But I do believe it's very helpful. I've, I've used this before. I had it saved in my notes. And... Uh, Mainly, though, the main top words, and they'll go under something, they, they stand for something. So um, you don't have to follow this method, okay? Uh, but if you want to help developing your consistency in your prayer life, I, I think it's a simple template that can keep your prayers focused and intentional, okay? So if you're like, I don't know how to start praying, or like, oh, this week was rough. I don't even know where to start praying. Um, first one, T for Thanksgiving, okay? So that's the first point. It's coming up here, and it's based, I want to read, read Luke eleven two. 2, okay? He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, right? And he continues, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I'm just looking at the first part. It says, he said to them, when you pray, say. It doesn't say, when you pray, stay silent, right? Now, there's times where you pray silently, you, uh, silently no problem. Um, Jesus is saying that when you pray, you say, meaning that you verbalize your prayers. So when some people ask, like, the Lord, Lord knows my thoughts. There's something about taking an action. You know, faith comes from hearing. Hearing from, comes from the word of God. And what's inside of you, it expresses, right? It's just like when you're talking to somebody, you don't just, like, think about, you tell them you miss them. You stand there and you go, 
And they don't hear that, right? You verbalize that. You express it, right? So thanksgiving, right? That means we verbalize our prayers. And the first point in Taco's method is to start your prayers with thanksgiving or gratitude, in other words, right? Acknowledge and verbalize the blessings in your life from health, family, salvation, daily things, whatever it may be, for work, for your spouses, um, whatever it may be, right? Everything that the Lord has blessed you with. Prayers are not something we think about. It's something that we express, all right? So when you express gratitude, you focus on what God has done rather than what you need, right? Rather what he hasn't done yet, okay? So I'm going to give you lots of passages, scriptures to back it up, everything that I'm saying. Some people say, like, how often should I give thanks? God already knows I'm thankful, right? But Hebrews 13, 15. I'm going to read a couple of passages in a row. Through Jesus, therefore, let us sometimes, right, or no, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. This is the reason some people are like, why, why do we show up to church and we worship the Lord? Why, what's with this format, right? Because we started with gratitude. We got to just come in and just set aside our needs and we express our gratitude. It says, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. So that's why when I pray, I pray out loud. I express my gratitude. The Lord loves me. Some people can express their love for their Packers. Sorry, Ross. I mean, I'm just, I know. I used to be a Packer fan when Rogers was there. But, um, but that's cool. Like, you express, right? It says, openly profess his name. So, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of your lips. You're expressing God, giving him thanks. Ephesians 5.20 Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always giving thanks, right? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, it sets it up really nicely because what about when situations are adverse? Like when situations get hard, right? Romans 5.3-4 says... Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. What? Like, what kind of people rejoice in your suffering? People of this world don't get it. They rejoice when things are going well, when they're having bonuses and stuff like that, when everybody's healthy. But it says, we rejoice in our sufferings. It's, again, that upside-down kingdom, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Man, I love this stuff. And endurance produces character. Oh, yeah. The true stuff reveals what's on the inside. It develops your character. That's why a lot of times I notice when difficult situations strike our lives, it, it brings the best out of you or reveals what's really on the inside. Sometimes people trouble hit. They just turn into raging maniac. Everything sucks. Oh, I hate. They just walk around like purring around like a lion seeking who they can devour blame. <laughs> it's true. But I love this, as suffering produces endurance. That's if you're walking with the Lord. And the verse 4 says, and endurance, there's always in the cause and effect with the Lord, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So you, that's how you work, walk, walk through. It's, it, it gives you a setup for a bad situation. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. But check this out. Take heart. I, will overcome, I have overcome the world, right? So it says, again, the endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And that's what gives you hope. In the midst of the trouble. Okay. So moving on to the second letter. A. Tacos. T. And then A. A for ad adoration. 
Adoration is about praising God for his nature and character. Not just for what he has done in your life, right? Praising God simply for who he is. Take time to honor his attributes. You know, like his power, holiness, and righteousness. Doing this, um, not only that, it encourages you to memorize scripture. It also one way to really enhance your prayer life. When you begin to think about God's goodness, it takes your focus away from your situation and brings the, all the focus on God. So you can praise God. What I love this is because when you quote scripture, you're praising God with his own words. Think about how profound that is, right? When you use the original name of God, Yeshua, and you can, like God, Almighty, you are holy, you're omnipotent, you're just everywhere, Lord. You're so awesome, right? So why should we adore God? Well, there's many reasons, but I love Jeremiah 32, 17. says, ah, <laughs> look at the first word. I looked, ah, ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth. This is adoration, right, for who God is. And the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You're pretty much buttering up God. Not, I don't mean that in any ways. But you literally are just like, Lord, you are so amazing. And even though maybe God knows, not maybe, God both knows in advance. That when you're at, before in advance, before you ask, Scripture says he already knows what your need is, right? But you're literally just like, Lord, you're so amazing. But he's not going to say, what do you want from me? Like, you know, like that's, you know, when somebody tries to be extra nice to you and you expect them to be like, what do you want? <laughs> right? That's, that's not how God operates. Because God is just, he, when he receives praise, he loves it. You know, it's like the essence. It's like your altar of praise that rises up to heaven. You're like, God, you are so awesome. I adore you. And David's Psalms, if you read through David's Psalms, they're filled with adoration for God. I want to bring you a couple of them here. Psalms 145. You read the whole verse, uh, Psalm if you want. But I want to get through these passages. Psalm 145, verse 3 through 5. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Look at it. He's not focusing on his problems right here, right? His greatness no one can fathom. This is adoration. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. Look at that. That's, that's the essence of prayer right there. Meditating on God's wonderful works. Everything that God has done. Amen. Look, and further on in verse 13, Psalm 145, verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all, his, in all he promises and faithful in all he does. Look at 92.5. How great are your works. Lord, how profound your thoughts. This is cool because scripture also tells us in Isaiah, it says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. And how my ways are above your ways. That's how far my ways are above yours. Right? But this is, David's like, Lord, I can't even fathom your thoughts. Like, they're so profound. And I love that because when you shift your focus from your need to adoration of God, and it's amazing, this is from my own personal life, how quickly you enter into his presence. When you begin adoring God, when you literally are set aside everything that you need to pray and ask, you have your list, everything that you want for this new year, and you're like, hold on, I'm just going to focus on God's greatness. Something wonderfully happens, and I'm amazed how easy it is to enter into the presence of God when you begin adoring God first, right? This is why we worship first. 
Now, David had issues. I mean, you've heard about it last week, right? He had problems. Um, he, but he would talk to himself. Some people say, hey, he's crazy, right? But he would talk himself out. You will read through Psalms often. He will say like, oh, soul, why are you weird? Why are you troubled? Trust the Lord on all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Come on, oh, soul. Come on. Come on, my soul. <laughs> Don't you? Oh. That's the essence of our shaking us up and bringing our attention on him, right? So he brought everything before the Lord. And I love that. So when you read through Psalms, he was a man of his God, after God's heart, right? He was known for that. But he would bring up his frustrations, his anger, how he wished God would wipe out his enemies. This sounds like a true human, right? Everything, I mean, I relate to a lot of this stuff. I've read this one time before, but I want to read just to tell you, show you a quick a range of emotions. I decided to share this with you in the morning because maybe you can relate with David, right? I call it the palm sandwich. 59, verse, uh, so Psalm 59, 9 through 17. Now I'm not sure if it translates exactly to Russian because we're off by one psalm in Russian. They just Russians do things differently, I guess. We're always off by one psalm. It's one behind or one ahead. Psalm 59, 9 through 17. Look at this. You are my strength. I'll watch for you. God are my fortress. My God on whom I can reply. This is awesome, right? Don't you wish just that would be on a poster or on a cup of mug right there? Just like, God, who I can rely. God, you're my fortress. God will go before me and it will let me gloat over those who slander me. Whoa. <laughs> Took a little turn there right away, right? <laughs> But do not kill them, Lord, our shield, or my people will forget. He's coming back to this holy place again. But like, don't, don't wipe them out, Lord. In your might, uproot them and bring them down. And he's back at it again. For the sins of their mouths and the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, just consume them in your wrath. Consume them till they are no more. You just going out you know like so what started as a devotion now is turning into like a, almost a disc track you know like serious rap songs just emotions and i like that he can then continues then it will be known to the ends of the earth that god rules over jacob they return at evening snarling like dogs here he is again and prowls about the city they wonder about the food and how if not satisfied come and he comes back to grace 16 but i will sing of your strength in the morning, I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Please understand, God is not a refuge from trouble. God is a refuge in trouble. In this world, you will have trouble, right? Did you catch that? Not God from the trouble. He is God in trouble. This alone, I think, will answer a lot of questions in our lives, right? Often we think we're in trouble. We're really, we're in training. Seriously, God will use those opportunities to really train us. But we could see he had various, he brought everything before the Lord. All, all his emotions were involved in it, whatever it is, because that's what the Lord says. Hey, bring it to me. Let's, let's talk this out, right? Last time I shared about it, I was like, look, let's do it. Let's talk. He had problems, but he knew how to shift his focus on God. It was almost like he starts worshiping the Lord. Lord, I just worship you, an amazing one, but cannot work, did me dirty. Ah, uh, but wait a minute, 
but I love you, Lord, but I will trust you. You can straight up see that there's a human aspect continuously involved when you're trying to focus on God. You start praying and all of a sudden you're just like, that pot of coffee smells good. I need to have a cup of coffee. Like you'll continuously be distracted because that's a human aspect of it. But it's very important to understand that and know how to shift that focus. And David did that really wonderfully. Let's move on to the third letter and the tacos. C. C for confession. Confession is to take time, reflect on your actions, and confess anything you may have done that displeased them. You know, we all fallen short of God's glory. As you do this step, you'll begin to experience the weight of guilt and shame coming off of you, right? The whole point of confession is to lead you to repentance, right? The Lord really wants us to a pure heart out of us, right? And it's very important that you come up before the Lord and you confess. And it's, I love the way the order of these things are done as well, right? We go with gratitude, okay? Adoration, and we start praising Him, and then confession, preparing your heart, you know? Lord, cleanse my heart, right? And I'm going to read a couple of Psalms here for you, just talking about David really understood the power of confession. Look at this. Psalm 51, verse 1 through 3. Uh, this is what happened when he fallen out with the relationship to the Lord. We, last week, Pastor Mark talked about uh, with Bathsheba, right? When he saw Bathsheba in the bath. It's wonderful. I think the Lord just has a good sense of humor putting names. Bathsheba. Anyways, Psalm 51. This is what happens after what happened. This incident. Look at this. Psalm 51, verse 1 through 3. Have mercy upon me. In fact, this is a good psalm to read when you've fallen and just read through that psalm. And you'd be amazed reading that, how much that will just draw you right back to God. Okay? The Holy Spirit, I want to point this out real quick. The Holy Spirit, some people think that Holy Spirit leaves you when you have fallen sin. If that's the case, then what's the point of the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is there to draw you back, right? Devil wants to distance you. Devil wants you to go into hiding, you know, to go into shame and guilt and stay away from everybody, right? Condemnations versus conviction, right? Conviction makes you run to the light. Condemnation separates you. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Right? And now, what did David conclude that God wanted, out of, wanted from him? Let's further on down, look at verse 16 and 17. Same Psalm, 51. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. It's like, think about that. God is like, you do not desire sacrifice. Think about how profound it is. This is so prophetic. David's already, re he's in the Old Testament, and the Lord is straight up speaking through David prophetically. He says, you do not desire sacrifice, even though during the times they still brought physical sacrifice. You do not delight in burnt offering. Wow. Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are broken spirit, and he gives it what it is. What is a sacrifice? What is your sacrifice before God means? A broken and contrite heart contrite for those that know it's like remorseful heart it's like lord i know i screwed up right these oh god you will not despise look at psalm 32 also uh psalm 31 david talks about what confession is all right uh i'm pretty sure 31 3 i want to make sure i got that 31 3 since you're my rock 
Maybe it's 32, 3 through 5. Huh? It says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. It's Psalm 30? Okay, so I may have entered the wrong one. So if you can look it up, Psalm 30, verse 3 through 5. Because I did get it in my notes. Somehow I entered it wrong because I was entering. That's what happens. I was entering my own scriptures in the computer this morning. <laughs> That's why I trust Ross and Larissa to do this kind of stuff. But today I was like, I wanted to save them time. But I think it took the whole time for me to do that. But I want to read that. Okay, Psalm, I guess, 32, verse 3 through 5. When I kept silent. So this is... Because we're on the sea confession right now, right? David understands what confession means. It says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. This is what happens when you're in condemnation. You're, you're, you're big, you'll stay silent. You'll just feel weird. It's all internal, right? For the day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. But look at this. There's the turn. There's the turn of events right here. Then, talking about a confession, I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, God already knows what you've done. He just wants you to admit it, right? I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. How wonderful is that, right? James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You are the righteousness of God. It's very important that you confess your sins. There's something profound that happens when you confess your sins. Confession takes the accuser out of the equation. The accuser of the brother, we know that. That's the Satan, right? So anytime you fall, immediately he's like, you're garbage. You are low. You, how many times you've done this? That's the accuser, right? He, only, he can only accuse it says, like a roaring lion. So he accuses, right? He'll just bark at you, right? So, but when you confess your sins, like you call your brother or sister, and I encourage you to develop that, people that you trust, you'll be amazed what happens when you bring the light on it. It stops the flood of condemnation and from the devil to continuously bombard you, right? There was a story, I don't remember how long ago, but it's probably from somebody that told me back in the day. There was a kid that was just tossing rocks, and one time he tossed a rock, and he killed one of the chickens of the neighbor. And, you know, one of the neighbors noticed it, and this guy, and he kept reminding the kid, he's like, hey, I saw you do that, but why don't you work for me, right? <laughs> and he told him, and so this neighbor that witnessed, the other neighbor in the middle, pretty much was using this kid for all free slave labor, kind of like, hey, you need to do this. If you don't, I'm just going to go tell that neighbor. And this is the kid just kept doing it, doing it. He was just like, I got to go do homework. But nope. He was just, he would always remind him, he would always remind him, you did this, you killed the chicken. And one time he just said, screw this. Like, I'm done. I'm going to go tell that guy I did everything, what I did. He goes, knocks on the door, tells that person, he's like, hey, Back in the day, I was tossing rocks, and I tossed a rock, and it bounced off the wall, and it killed your chicken. It was me. And I don't know how long the period happened. And that gentleman said, well, that's all right. That happens. No worry. Please don't worry about it. In fact, like, you should always come and hang out if you'd like to. So the following day, he's walking, and there's the other neighbor, the middle neighbor. is like, hey, 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 I, I, need, I need my driveway plowed, hand shoveled. 
He's like, no, I'm good. He's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to go tell your neighbor. He's like, yeah, no worries. Go ahead. I already did. Do you see how that takes away the accuser? The moment you come and confess, the power of confession is so profound. It takes away the accusation. That's what happens. So you can stay in silence and allow the devil to bombard you with those thoughts. And, or you can just say, Lord, I screwed up. <laughs> you know, like, I did it. <laughs> and the Lord says, well, I've already forgiven you. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 11. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. A lot of people use that reference as per a sinful prayer, per sinners. Technically, it's based off this passage, if you're wondering. There's not a special prayer that you pray. You can just tell God however you want to. Say, Lord, I'm sorry, and you will be cleansed. But it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So that's the power of confession. Again, confession, salvation. Confession leads to salvation. Amen. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Next time that neighbor's walking, too bad. <laughs> Was that devil? Oh, you mean the Lord forgave me already? That he already paid his price in advance? He already sacrificed the lamb for me. So that's the power of confession. Let's go down to the next letter O and the tacos. Taco. But I did plural S. I added more stuff. O. Others. Okay? This is a template for you to pray, and the strategy of prayer really helps. Helps me. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. And that's the beautiful thing. When you begin to pray this changes because how many know you'll pray and then there's certain people you're like, I'm not going to pray for them. They, after what they did to me? No way. But this passage sets you up really nice to pray for everything. Because right there it says, last verse, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That annoying person, that person that really hurt you, guess what? Same blood of Jesus, the price was Jesus, was paid for him just as much as you. He may not just be walking in the light. So another important aspect of this, of others, is that we intercede for others in your life. Whether it's family, friends, church leaders. My Lord, I will receive prayers any day. I need it more than ever. And even strangers. It talks about for all people, right? Pray for those people and that the Lord brings you to your mind. Sometimes like you're in the middle of stuff and you're like, somebody comes to your mind. And you're like, Lord, bless him. And another day, I'm like, like, I'll just use an example. Like before, I, I'm coming back from the cruise ship, and the Lord like puts Sandra from our church on my heart. And I'm like, I'll text her. I'm like, Sandra, just been praying for you. Hope you're doing well. She's like, Vic, you have no clue. <laughs> everything that I needed to hear this, and the passage and everything, you encouraged me. And she's just thankful. But it came as a thought. Sandra, Yoakum, that's it. 
God is not like, hello, Matthew. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> Pray for their head. You know, I mean, it can. I'm not declining that. But what I'm saying is like we have one device. and Devil uses that device, can infiltrate it. Use those thoughts, right? Or you can have the Holy Spirit speak to you. And a lot of times it comes as a thought. And you reach out to them. You text them. And you're just like, man, what a wonderful thing to hear. Like, you know, I did that with Adam Miller the other day. Just, it's amazing. And you're like, wow, I needed to hear that. Now, this happened to me so many times. Randomly, somebody like will text me out of state like, hey, I've been thinking about you, praying for you. It's so wonderful. Yesterday, I was just feeling, just driving the truck, feeling so empty, poloing Jeff Campbell. Polo is the app, live stream video kind of chat. Those that don't know, more maybe for old school people, and I'm like that, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I have polo for certain people, for Robert and Jeff. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. But I'm just like, hey, Jeff, just feeling heavy, just feeling, and Jeff was like, oh, oh, I know what to do. He's like, Father, I lift up my dear brother, Vic. He prays, and I'm just like, uplifted within a minute like just feels so great it's amazing you know just all of a sudden I'm just motivated and encouraged that's awesome just the Lord brings something to your mind and you get to experience that too so pay attention next time some somebody comes to your mind it's probably Holy Spirit call them and say hey what can I pray for you and they'll be like oh my goodness thank you so much right all right moving on to the last one s for self okay tacos last one Finally, pray for your own needs. Physical, financial, academic, spiritual, mental, everything, okay? Present your needs to God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. I love this passage. It's very popular. We all know it. But do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, not in some, it says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. There's the word again. that focuses prayer. With thanksgiving. Look how it starts with thanksgiving again. Present your request to God. And what will happen then? And the peace of God, verse 7, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How wonderful, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. So we start with gratitude again. And then you can present your needs. Even this platform, this layout, and at the end, it says, talking about bringing up your needs after you give gratitude to the Lord, right? When you put your requests and desires at the end, you'll notice that God will have already begun to strengthen you. I'm telling you, I'm a witness to that. How many times I didn't want to feel like praying. And I'm like, and then initially, I just want to just say, God, my problems are great. I just want to go there right away. But I stop myself. I catch myself. It's just like David. Like he did that. He practiced this. And he was just like, I mean, I wasn't sure if he knew taco method back then. But like, but you could tell. He was just like, nope, nope. I'm going to focus on praising God first. He's amazing because I'm already here. Because if it wasn't for God, I would have been dead. And he brought every thought captive. <laughs> He also, that talking about take every thought captive, that's a New Testament. David's just prophetic all around, if you read it through him, right? But he took pretty much every thought captive, and he brought it to submission, right? So, as you thank God, and you confess your sin, you, and you pray for others, it's through those previous steps, right? God is equipping you to be more like him. And at the end of the prayer, you're like, wow, I, I guess I don't have that many needs. I'm all right. I'm all right. But yet again, God already knows all our needs, believe it or not. And God already sees your heart. 
And he sees that you're very grateful. And he will either way bless you, right? Because he already knows your need, amen? But a lot of times, it's just my mindset always started, until I pray and ask God, only then God will see my need. Scripture tells us that he already knows our thoughts from far away. Before even the word comes out of my lips, he already knows it. Amen? God is so amazing. That's why I'm challenging every one of you. Every time you're having a hard time connecting in prayer, begin, the, use these platform methods. Begin with thanksgiving, right? Adoration. Then confess your sins before the Lord, okay? Then just bring every thought cap. And then, you, then you think of others. You pray for everybody else. And then you bring yourself at the end. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's not that big what I have, right? You're just feeling this encouragement. You just feel the Lord's presence in your life. I want to wrap up here. I'm landing my plane. I want it just us, for us to deepen our prayer life. And don't wait until January. I, again, I'm telling you, start now. Start your reading plan now. I know some people, you guys like specific dates, odds, and even I understand. I'm kind of like that too. But the, start Bible plan today. I want all of us to go through the Bible, even if you don't physically read it, audio Bible. Download the Bible app. You can do like where it's like gives you an option to search through plans. And it, and it picks up and it encourages you and it tells you, hey, you missed a day or you missed it two days. And you can have, like I said, a wonderful accent, British accent. Other people will read you the Bible. I encourage you to listen to the Word of God, right? Because faith does come from hearing. And if you can physically, absolutely read physical Bible. Take that time. But when I'm driving in the winter, for example, I snowplow a lot. So I'll listen to the passages. And it's amazing. You think, oh, well, I don't remember that. But at some point, there's a trouble. And all of a sudden, like, how did I just remember this passage from the Lord? I'm like, oh, because I heard it somewhere. It's just like that happens when you hear somebody tell you something. You forget about that joke. But then somebody has a situation. And all of a sudden, that joke just comes up perfectly. I mean, it's just silly analysis. But that's what happens with the Word of God. Because you're continuously listening to it. It subconsciously lends in your spirit, I promise. I want to share the last three things, just a practice that I like to do, um, what helps you enter in the presence of God. I practice this a lot, you know. I, I worship the God. I listen to worship music before I pray. It helps me. Now, if my thoughts are still running, which is great practice. You can either grab a guitar, which I like to do sometimes if the guitar is available, and I'll just start strumming and just say, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, I feel not so good. He can just tell everything, turning into a song, right? <laughs> That's what psalms are, really. Oh, Lord, I just lost some money. <laughs> but, Lord, I trust you. My trust is in you. But you'll be amazed how that shifts. So some of the practical things that apply in my life, like I said, I worship God. Okay? That's how it helps to enter into the presence of God. Another practice I like to do sometimes is... I just worship, I'm, starting, I'm trying to worship, but I'm just not feeling it, just my thoughts are still overtaking. I open the Bible, and I start reading the scripture. There's open Psalms, I say, Lord, you are awesome. And pause yourself, check, make sure you're thinking about what you're reading and not about somebody else or your bad situation. But Lord, you are amazing. Oh, Lord, you are great. Just take that one word, say, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, Lord, you are great. Just watch your shift of the focus, your thoughts begin to change. And one of my most important ones that I like to practice is another that's very enriching to me during a prayer is 
praying in tongues. If you don't have this gift of praying in tongues, I would love for you to receive that. You come anytime we pray together, you can receive it. Often, Scripture says, I don't know what, I, what I'm praying when Paul talks about, and I'm not going to teach about that right now, but I've taught about it before, like, you don't even know, but your spirit is groaning. You have no clue what's happening, but you're just like, you're in distress, you're anxious, things are going south, you don't know what's going on. So maybe you just had a bad situation, you said something you shouldn't, you waited, and you just, you just feel terrible. Begin praying in tongues. That's your prayer language. You don't even know what you're praying. That's what scripture says. You don't even know what to pray for. But the spirit within you cries out to God, right? And you just begin, you're like, oh, Shiba Loro Kinda, Lord, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I just, like, literally, I just grab and sometimes I'll just grab a guitar and I'm like, I'm telling you, it's something that strengthens me and it aligns. This is from my own practice. And it's so much easier to enter in the presence of God. And all of a sudden, you're like, you pick up the word of God and it just starts making sense. So this layout for you, tacos, I just encourage you. It's not like you can follow your own plan of whatever works for you, right? Let's see, whatever floats your boat. But in the times we're living in, our prayer life needs to be enhanced like never before. It is continuously walking in the presence of God and having Him in, what, in our thoughts, in what we say, and in what we do. That's the fear of God. Amen? And I think as, G as Christians, um, we are in Jesus. And from this place, you know, that's where we abide in faith. Out of our obedience to the Lord, we pray. We, we don't pray so we abide in God. We pray out of abiding in God. Does that make sense? Right? So the taco method is not just a routine, but I think it will just add a fire to your prayer life. And I really pray that this will help you and strengthen you in the relationship with the Lord. And I want to just challenge us right now. Since it's right at 12, kids are about to come down. Let's, let's practice that together. Let's stand to our feet. We'll walk through these steps in our prayer together. Okay? We're going to start with thanksgiving. Then we're going to go to adoration, confession, and others. And then we pray for self. Because I do, when it comes to others, I do want to pray for Pastor Sid and Carol. You know, they called me before. Like, I could barely hear Sid. I mean, his voice was pretty out. Pastor Mark's not feeling well. I know maybe you know some other people that are, you know, suffering. I want to pray for Xenia. That's, past, uh, that's um, Mark Schmidt's wife. Her dad just passed away in Russia. And it's a difficult situation because she's afraid to go to Russia or, you know, to get stuck there. It's, you know, challenging stuff, challenging times. But when the church prays, when the body of Christ, because passage also tells us if one member hurts your whole body hurts right and i want us to take time to pray for others as well okay so let's start with thanksgiving just begin like i said our expression to the lord however it is just express gratitude before the lord you can say oh i've never prayed out loud prayer just like let's just take this moment and you know we can have just music in the background a little bit but just begin thanking god okay and i will lead you through that so you can remember this kind of layout father god we just give you thanks we glorify your holy name, Lord Jesus. You are awesome. You are amazing, Lord. We just give you thanks. We give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. That we give you thanks, Lord. Lord, you are so awesome. You are so mighty, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness, your greatness, Lord. Father God, that from the beginning of the times, before even I was formed in my mother's womb, you already knew me, God. You already called me 
only by my name. Father God, you knew every situation, Lord. I just thank you. We adore you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We thank you for our families. We thank you for this family, Lord. We thank you for each other. Lord, we thank you, Lord, even for the th times and moments that we don't understand, but we trust you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. And we confess, Lord, our shortcomings, our falling, Lord. We express our gratitude before you, Lord, but we also confess the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We know that anytime we fall, we can put our trust in you, Lord. Let us not run into darkness, Lord, and condemnation, but run to light, Lord, and confess, Lord, our sins so we may be healed, Lord, because you are always waiting for us with arms open wide, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we pray for others. Father God, we just lift up each other right now. Can you just grab a hand of the person next to you? I know it may not feel comfortable, but just go ahead. Whoever's near you, just let's unify our hands if we can. Just don't worry. You can wash your hands if you're worried afterwards. The Lord is in this place, and He loves when the body of Christ comes together. Let's really come for one another. If there's somebody sick, Father God, you see every person. Just lift up your voice and begin just thanking God for these people. Father God, in the midst of His trouble and struggle and pain or sufferings or sickness, Lord, we give you glory and praise. Father God, we lift up our brothers and sisters. We lift up each other. Lord, we pray over uh, Pastor Mark. We pray over Sid and Carol, over their uh, daughter Leah. Holy Spirit. Spirit. We pray that you strengthen them and touch them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father God. We lift up, Lord, Xenia before you. Father God, we lift up the heart of siblings, Lord, in the time of trouble, losing a father, Lord. It's a difficult moment. But Lord, we are your body and we're coming together. We're interceding on behalf of our sister Xenia. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen, you would align ways, Lord, that she'd be able to to Lord come to peace and that you would put our trust in you Lord I pray that this moment Lord we'd be able to carry and walk with them in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah Lord I lift up Lord Peter Gallardo before you pastor Peter I pray for your strength and healing over him Lord Jesus I pray that you strengthen Janet in the mighty name of Jesus oh Lord I just lift up lift up any person that is sick or any sibling or relative Lord that is not here we lift them up before you, Lord. We pray there for your power to touch them right now as your body is unified in one spirit and one accord. We lift them up before you, Lord Jesus, because the scripture tells us, carry one another's burdens. That way we'll fulfill the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you would touch every situation. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here that is not walking with you or not hearing your words, Lord God, and maybe some of this word doesn't make sense. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch them right now. Father, your loving kindness. You're always there for us, Father God. You run to us, Lord, and you wait for our open heart to be open to you, Lord Jesus. I pray that we be filled with your presence, that we may become better brothers, sisters, Father God, husbands, wives, children, before you, Lord, that we may walk in you continuously in your presence, that we may abide in you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this moment of time of prayer, Lord. Let us always give thanksgiving in all situations adore you Lord confess what we believe Lord that we would continuously lift up others before you those that don't know you Lord and that we can bring ourselves before you every time Lord Jesus I pray for that you would strengthen every person in this place right now thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit hallelujah 
let's just remain and it's so important to also when we pray that we may remain in his presence you can release the hand of your neighbor if you'd like can you just open up close your eyes and just as just as a posture of your heart just open up the palms before the lord and you some of you maybe had a difficult situation in your business you know since the holy spirit saying somebody had a falling out of a relationship maybe it was an employee at work hallelujah there's somebody that you know and you're praying for believing for the holy spirit wants you to just bring it up and just open up your hands before the lord and just bring them before the lord hallelujah holy spirit we thank you we lift them up before you and it's so important that when we bring our thought captive that we listen to the holy spirit and i believe the holy spirit wants to speak to you it's so important to take that time and to listen Listen to what the Lord is laying on your heart. We talked about sometimes God will remind you of somebody's name. It could be one word, whatever it is. Just listen for him right now. Maybe though the Holy Spirit is convicting you to make it right with a relationship with somebody that you did. Even though it started with them, God saw that. But he wants you to step in and be that person, a man of faith, a woman of faith that reaches out and washes their feet by doing something good in return. Holy Spirit, we receive it. We receive it. We hear your Holy Spirit. Oh, we're listening to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's remain and let's worship the Lord a little bit. Let's just not hurry. Don't worry. Take extra little bit, few moments and worship God. Keep your focus on Him. Keep your focus on him. Let's just take this time and worship God for his greatness. For his goodness. Thank you, God. gratitude before him. the center of it all center of our lives lord you're the meaning you're one that gives meaning to our breath lord and that we're not here tonight
temporarily, Lord. We, we are eternal, Lord, that our eternity continues from this life, Lord. And, Lord, I just thank you for that your word is speaking to us. It is truth that sets us free, Lord God. We can try to figure out on our own, but, Lord, when we bring everything before you, our petitions, Lord, with thanksgiving, we can be sure that we can be uplifted and read into your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for peace that transcends all understanding regarding every heart, Lord. And when trouble hits on Tuesday or Wednesday for whoever it may be, Lord, we know, Lord, we are, we are planted in the Lord. We are planted in the house of God with the body of the church of the Christ, which is your bride that is there to support and help us, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, this week we'll be able to reach out to each other and continuously pray. And as we enter into this season, Lord, I believe that the darkness is going to just enhance. But Lord, so is God's people because light shines and darkness does not overtake it because people of God are shining like the city on the hill. We're the salt of this earth, Lord God. Help us walk in confidence and continuously pray and strengthen one another. Strengthen your church. Father God, thank you for this time in your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We receive your blessings. We receive your peace. And Lord, for all those that we intercede, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You're more than welcome to come up forward. But you may the Lord, may you walk in peace. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.